0: Comes in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against Him. I see.
1: I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Caldwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible.
2: Today's message, it's tongues for the church today. And now here is Bishop Caldwell.
0: First Corinthians chapter 13. First Corinthians chapter 13. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and commencing at verse 8 through 12. If you're there, say praise the Lord. Let's read. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall be done away. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things, for now we see in a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Praise the Lord. I want to pose a question to you here today, and that question is this, is tongues for the church today? Is tongues for the church today? Now let me hasten to say that this issue about tongues is one of the most divisive factors that the devil have taken to use against the body of Christ today. Whenever you start talking about speaking in other tongues, immediately the brothers and sisters in the body of Christ that love Jesus immediately their minds get confused because they were not taught that in their denominational affiliation. So automatically, tongues basically have become a weapon in the hand of the devil to divide the body of Christ. And I submit to you that that is not God's will. Amen. Yeah. And the reason that there is so much division on the issue about tongues it's because for the most part, nobody basically is willing to stand up and just talk about it. So basically, the church treats tongues like parents treat sex with their children. They don't talk about it. So because they don't talk about it, the child is left by themselves to tough it out and find out whatever they can on their own. And that's why some of this stuff ain't coming out right. Are you here? So then, it is my intention during these series of messages, to be as clear, to be as direct as the Holy Ghost of God will allow me to be. Because somebody need to stand up and set the record straight as much as is possible to set it straight. I know that I don't speak for the masses, but I do know that I speak for the Lord. So just go along with us as we journey through this particular series of lessons, is tongues for the church today. Now, I shared with you earlier today how the Lord delivered me 18 years ago, how I came along in the Baptist church. And I'm thankful for the time that I spent there. I learned a lot. I am not castigating anyone. But the truth of the matter remains that there is a missing ingredient in the life of God's people, and that is the Holy Ghost. Now, before we go further, let's understand this. We are not talking about being born again. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, if you have believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth Jesus Christ as Lord, then you are born again. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that faith is not of yourself. That faith is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Are you listening? Now, salvation comes through receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's for whoever comes to Jesus and accepts him, you are born again, you are, you are saved, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now the Lord wants you to receive the Holy Ghost. I already said to you that the moment you trusted Jesus based on the clear declaration of the Word of God, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. It's a difference in being sealed with the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit. The moment a sinner turns to Jesus, the Holy Spirit seals that individual until the day of redemption. You're sealed until the day of the rapture, you're sealed until the Lord come and carry you home. If you go through the doorway of death, before the rapture of the church, your body go back to the mother's earth, your spirit goes back to God who gave it. When the Lord come back in the rapture, he will bring your spirit back with him. He will come in the middle of the air. He will release your spirit out of himself back into these vile bodies that are sleeping in the dust. These bodies will be raised up and changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And all of us, the dead that are raised and the living that are changed, will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So we understand that we're not talking about salvation. We're talking about receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, which will evidence himself with speaking in other tongues. Now, the word tongue in the Greek means glossa. G-L-O-S-S-A. And it's also enunciated glossolio, which means to speak in a supernatural language. Glossolio. To speak in tongues. To speak in a supernatural language that you did not learn on your own. Are you listening? Hello? All right. So then, a lot of this confusion about tongues And I'm going to carry you directly to that verse where some say that this is proof positive that speaking in other tongues is not for the church today and it has passed off the scene. And this is where they normally go to to try to validate that point, which means then that they come up empty because I did my homework. I'm not interested in being popular. I'm interested in being right. That's all I'm interested in, being right. Okay? And being right ain't never been popular with the masses. Whenever you're popular with the masses, you need to check yourself. Because something is wrong with you. Okay? So I'm not not out to win a contest. I I went through all them changes when I was a younger minister. So I'm here telling you that I've done research. I've dug it out. Because I I am accountable to God. Now I want you to follow along with me. We're talking about is tongues for the church today. Now, in 1 Corinthians 13 and 8, 1 Corinthians 13 and 8, and I want to take up from there. This is where some go to say that tongues have passed away or that it has has ceased. Okay, in 1 Corinthians 13 and 8, the word says, charity or love never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall cease. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Now, this is what they're saying. And to a certain point, I can agree with them up to a point. But then up to a point, the road divides. Now, I want to establish this, and I got my research from A.T. Roberson. A.T. Roberson is a Greek scholar who has a book out entitled Word Pictures in the New Testament. So I did my homework. And I looked up these words in the Greek, and this is what I found. In the eighth verse, It says, "They shall be done away with. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away." Okay, now there's a rare old word in the Greek, and it means to make idle. And it's enunciated, a r g o s, argos. Argos means to render inoperative. Are you listening? It means that all these special gifts will pass. Are you listening? It means all of these special gifts will pass. It also implies they shall cease. They shall make themselves cease or they shall cease automatically. They shall make themselves cease or they shall cease automatically. And that terminology automatically comes from the word pao, P-A-U-O with a hyphen over the O. That will help you in your test score tomorrow. (laughs) So it means then that these special gifts will pass. They will cease. They shall make themselves cease automatically. Or they will come to a point where they automatically stop. You got that? Okay, now hold on to it. Let me dovetail in here, right here, to keep you on on track. Now, I'm going to go on down through it, then we'll come back, wrap it up, and move forward. In verse 9, it says, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. Verse 9 means, when it says in part, it means that it is opposite to the whole. In other words, a part of something is not the whole of something. Are you here? So then it's telling us that we only know in part. We only have a part of it. A part is a portion of a whole. Great revelation. Now, in verse 10, this is where it gets real sticky. But when that which is perfect is come. Now right here, this is what they say, the word of God is that which is perfect. And it says that when Paul was writing the scriptures, that the word had not been completely, the canon of scriptures had not been completed. That is true. Because John had not completed the the canon of scripture as it relates to the revelation. That is true. Are you here? Okay. Now, it says, so there are some that say, that which is in part, when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. In other words, when we get the whole canon of Scripture, then tongues will cease. I got a light problem with that. And this is the light problem that I have with it. A.T. Robertson says, that which is perfect means that which is full grown. And he uses the word telos, T-E-L-O-S, telos. And it means end. And it's a clause that is set up in the indefinite tense, which means then that it will grow to maturity but it will be at a time, some point in the future. It will grow to a certain point in the future. So this is the sum of what has been said. In the eighth verse, tongues shall cease. Knowledge shall cease shall vanish away. Now let me ask you a question. Has knowledge vanished away? Well, if knowledge ain't vanished and love doesn't fail, knowledge is still here. Love is still here. And guess what else is still here? Tongues are still here. When it says they shall be done away or they shall cease, automatically, automatically, and then when you pull it all together, it means an indefinite future time, it will cease. Well, at what time in the future will tongues cease? There are some that say that it stopped when the canon of Scripture was closed. There are some that say that it stopped when the last apostle died. Because it says sometime in the future does not mean that it stopped back then. There ain't one Scripture to prove it. That tongues is not for us today. There's not one scripture. Not one. We never see anywhere where the Lord took it out of the body of Christ. Not one. Thank God for the canon of scripture, but we need to understand that we only know even now in part. Oh yes we do. Now, I'll give you this, the word may be And it is complete. The canon of Scripture is complete. The Word is perfect. But we have imperfect knowledge. Oh, yes, we do. We have imperfect knowledge. That word knowledge, I looked it up too. I want to be right. It means to be sagacious. And to be sagacious, you get the terminology S-A-G-E, sage. What's a sage? Some of y'all think it's what you put in chicken. <laughs> a sage is an individual that the world beat a path to their doorstep to say, Give me wisdom from old. And they'll say, I know your name. Say, so what do you want to know? Ask me anything, I tell you. What's the velocity of wind as it flies over a gnat's back? It moves approximately X amount of miles per second. I know. Ask me something else. That's a sage. One who has a variable degree of knowledge based upon a vast amount of subjects. And I submit to you that the canon of Scripture is closed, but knowledge has not been made perfect. Amen. So then that which is part shall be done away with at a point in time. But we haven't gotten to that point. Amen. And as long as we're in this world, tongues will not cease. Amen. It's a point in the future. So what the brothers did, they read it, and they made that point in the future a point in the past. Now, it goes like this. In verse 12, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. You see that? We don't have perfect knowledge. We we are looking through a glass darkly but then face to face. When? Here it is. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. We'll know that when we come out of these bodies. And you know what? That has not happened yet. At this point in time, we are seeing through a glass darkly. But when that which is perfect is come, when full revelation has unfolded, and we see Jesus face to face, then we'll know. But until then, we know in part, we prophesy in part. Knowledge has not passed away and tongues have not either. All right, now, I ask you again, it's tongues for the church today. Look at 1 Corinthians 14 and 18. Let's see what Paul says. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. You got that? I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than you all. So Paul knew the importance of speaking in other tongues. Tongues will not stop on this side of heaven. Ooh, glory. Tongues will not cease on this side of heaven. Amen. So the body of Christ, what happened is that as the years rolled on, the devil put a detour sign. On the highway and led the body of Christ into denominationalism. Amen. And then men began to teach the body their philosophy. And then when the brothers and sisters emerged, they were talking in different tongues. They sure were. They were talking in confusion. One one says this is for us, another say that's not for us. Somebody say, Oh, yes, it is. I it happened to me. Then, then that brother attacked them, say, Well, you just had an experience, it's what you ate. And then they said, No, it ain't what I ate, it's what God did to me. Say, No, God didn't do that. That's not the devil. And it was the devil himself that put all of these detour signs on the road to glory. It's tongues for the church today. Let's dig into it. I rebuke that. Let's dig into it. In 1 Corinthians 12 and 30, in 1 Corinthians 12 and 30, 1 Corinthians 12 and 30. This is another object of controversy and most misunderstood scripture. Have all the gifts of healings? No. Do all speak with tongues? No. Do all interpret? No. And they go here and they say, see there, told you. Everybody don't speak in tongues. Then they go back up to verse 11. 1 Corinthians 12, 11, Look at it. But all these worketh that one and the very same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Now they're partially right here, but not all the way right. They're partially right because the Spirit of God does divide to every man severally as he will. You got that? As he will. But now you need to understand what they are saying, what the apostle is setting forth in this 30th verse. All these gifts come from the self and the same spirit. Are you listening? All these gifts come from the same spirit. When the man asks the question, do all have the gifts of healings? And the answer is no. Do all speak with tongues? And the answer is no. Do all interpret? And the answer is no. What is the man saying? He's not talking about being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues. He's talking about tongues as a ministry gift. Now, if you don't come, I'm going anyway. He's talking about tongues as a ministry gift. In other words, every individual that is gifted in the body of Christ do not have diverse tongues that they can speak in and turn around and interpret what they say. Are you listening? So then one cannot speak in a fluent language and turn around and interpret it. The man is simply talking about the use of tongues within the church. When someone stands forth in the assembly and speaks in other tongues, that individual that individual that individual right there is supposed to be endowed with the ministry gift of tongues itself. that can speak in tongues, in the assembly, and we listen. And then that person can either bring forth an interpretation or someone else can be given by that self same spirit the interpretation of that word that just came forth out of that brother or sister's mouth. That's what the man means. Everybody can't do that. Are you listening? Everybody can't do that. So what every believer can do is to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and he will evidence himself with speaking in other tongues. So when the man raises the question, do all interpret, do all have the gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues? Of course not. Of course not. No, no a thousand times. But within the body, there are those that have been blessed with the gift of diverse tongues. And can speak and speak in a fluent language and can bring forth an interpretation. The majority of the body of Christ have received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as it relates to your prayer language. And not necessarily the diverse kinds of tongues. Are you listening? Now let me show you and this is going to explain to you how the the, the ministry gift of tongues, how the spiritual gift of tongues ought to operate within the church. I mean, period. 1 Corinthians 14. In 1 Corinthians 14 and 27, we have the order within the church. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, or if any man speak in tongues, now, keep in mind Now, we're not talking about being filled with the Holy Ghost. We're talking about having this gift.
2: If any man speak in tongues, let it be by Today's message is Tongues for the Church Today, FC607, fc Six zero seven is now available on CD for only $5. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885 or you can mail any request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana 71119 or email us greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Greenwood Acres has a new website. You can go there to get ministry announcements, connect with the ministry, purchase messages and merchandise, and so much more. It can be found at gwafgbc.org. That's gwafgbc.org. We also have a new Know Your Bible video on demand page. You can access it from the website's main page. Just click on the Know Your Bible on demand link. We trust that it will be a blessing to you.
1: I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago And he answered me Came into my heart And brought with him the gift of eternal life And he'll do the same for you if you call Say these words to Jesus Say Jesus, I believe you are Lord Come into my heart I believe that God raised you from the dead I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell.